0: Welcome to another episode of the Photography Bar. Really pleased to have you here. It's myself and Mark, and we have a special guest with us, uh, John Wilmans, a specialist photographer in hospitality and tourism. Hi, Mark. Hi, John. How are you both doing?
1: Yeah, all well, good. Thank you. Yeah. So I was um, waiting for John to speak, and then <laughs> and then and then we do the obvious thing that would happen on any
0: well, not on on exactly. any call like
1: this, as we both speak at the same time. Do you know But I I, this- I'm fine. How are you doing, John?
2: You okay? I'm very good, thanks. Good to be here, yeah.
0: Good stuff. Now, we can jump straight into it, as we, as we always like to do. Now, going back a couple of weeks or two or three weeks ago, we had Jess, who, Jess Thomas, who came on, and I got her to introduce herself, because normally we do the big introductions. So, John, tell us, um, tell us what you do, what you, what you specialise in photography-wise.
2: Okay, um, I'm a specialist hospitality photographer, which means I focus on hotels, restaurants, spas and resorts, um photographing their buildings their food um people portraits
0: all for the hospitality industry mm-hmm. okay that's good so interesting enough Nice and
1: concise i like that yeah yeah, yeah, that's right. Right. yeah.
0: <laughs> no but that's a good point actually i want to talk about that a, a little bit actually because so you specialize you've sort of gone down that route of specializing in one field in particular um why why have you gone into that field in particular what's made you choose that as your chosen field
2: yeah well i started off as when i was the first time being a commercial photographer as a commercial photographer you know i'd photograph people and pets and land whatever um but then i've got i've always had a big interest in architecture um i was in the building trade for many many years and during that time i sort of developed a love for architecture especially when i moved to this country because in South africa the oldest buildings from like the 1800s, coming to this country where the buildings are really, really, really old, um, it really rejuvenated my, my, my love for architecture. So then I found out as I was doing architecture for for years that um, I got people asking me about hotels um, and I've just sort of niched more and more and more in, into it so I could really just become very very good at a small thing you know now i don't ask to ask to photograph weddings i couldn't do it hmm. um i focus on buildings and i've got my own little style that really just works around the ar- architecture hospitality type type trade and i found that as i become more <coughs> niche so i'm becoming better and better at what i do you know and i i, I get to know more of, of of the industry as well so what i offer is not just uh for photography now it's, it's sort of like a a consulting program for their marketing as well. So I know the industry quite well.
0: Yeah, so have you found that that you've let go of a lot of the other type of work that you do then and you've become busy just with this one field? And...
2: Exactly that, yeah, I mean, my, I was, I was um, advised to niche down, you know, mm-hmm. mm. that's what all these marketers say, but it was terrifying, so I'm thinking, I've now got, you know, where I can photograph anything, so, so the world's my oyster, mm. surely I would be missing out on a lot if I niche down so specifically, and what I'm finding is, yes, I'm working less, but I'm able to charge a lot more, mm. so just by, by niching out and becoming a specialist in a, in a, in a small thing, the work's actually in, in increasing
0: Mm. that's that's what we ought to do isn't it it was work less yeah. and charge more and, and, and exactly and that's that's good business sense but I, I i guess the hardest thing is making that break and that 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 point of saying right this is what i'm going to really specialize this is really what i'm going to do and it does make a lot of sense in 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 doing that um but it's being brave enough to to actually to actually do that and to say yeah that's really what i am going to specialize in because there is always that worry of, you know, I'm going to close myself off to other work and that type of thing. But as you said, you've used it to your advantage, which I think is has been really good. So so for those those guys out there it's coming now specifically to architectural photography, and let's sort of just go right for the beginning, because I think actually, Mark, can I just jump in there with a question for you, because you now correct me if I'm wrong, but did you do something with architecture when you when you were at uni?
1: Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I mean, that's what I did good. my last well year remembered. on. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah, it's
1: very well remembered. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, I I, I I didn't pursue it to the the, the, the standards that you have, John. But um, yeah, I, I really I, I got into um, well, Andreas Gursky was a massive influence over me at, at mm. uni because I absolutely loved his work. I don't know if you guys have seen his work. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, there's a it's, there's a long string of like, German photographers of around that time that influenced yeah. by the Beckers and they all had residents at this abandoned uh, power station in Dusseldorf. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. No, there's a bit of a movement going on there. That um, sort of
0: movement, So can I jump in there? Yeah. That's really big, that whole German sort of, it was all to do with angles and stuff, wasn't it? From yeah, yeah, mean, yeah. It, a, wasn't it? yeah, yeah. And I just got,
1: yeah. Yeah. No, I think I mentioned Barnett Newman on mm. this a few times before yeah. that's kind of influenced in there as well and yeah, yeah it's, it's all there um, so I got massively into it when I was doing my final year of uni and it was all on 5.4 and you know this is before um, digital photography is what it is now so it was all 5.4 film and yeah. having to process that stuff yeah. and you know, all that kind of thing so I got massively into it um, and then when I finished uni and came to the real world and got a job as a family photographer then portraiture just took over and mm. um, Which I kind of regret and kind of I mean, I'm good at what I do now. So that's that's, that's kind Mm. of cool. But but yeah, I mean, influence wise, John, I mean, did you was there any sort of photographers or anything like that that kind of helped you go into this area of photography?
2: Yeah, well, I started off doing um, photography for real estate uh, agents. Mm. So then I found a guy on on, online the name of Mike Kelly, who is a huge photographer. He's uh, Los Angeles based. and I've been following him for him for many years. He released a couple of, of video courses that I've that I've stayed through him, and we've actually chatted a few times as well, you know, via yeah. Instagram. Which is what's what's so great about social media is, is that kind of thing. Um there's a couple of others who I have been um, following as well, but I think my kid has been my my biggest influence.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm looking at his stuff now. It's really nice. It's phenomenal, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really, really nice. I mean, it's that kind of. I mean, for me, like when I was looking at the German stuff, they were very much about the lines are straight and everything mm. is symmetrical yeah. and it's all about patterns and, and things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, I mean, Mike, yeah.
0: yeah, I remember that. That's what I was saying. And, and I remember it quite sort of vividly looking back at some of that work as well. And, but my experience really of, of, of architectural photography, I don't know if it's the case now, because <clears throat> although I still, you know, a lot of the work that i involved in shoots uh, include, you know, involves sort of architecture and thing, but it doesn't involve now large format stuff because I remember it was always... I mean, you know, I remember it's only happened a couple of times. use a 10.8 camera uh, for a specific job. Uh, I was just an assistant. you just showing off. On the, I, was, I was an assistant on the shoot. It's going back many years ago. And, and the whole thing about 5.4 and using the, the large format stuff. But now, I guess, in editing wise, you've still got the 5.4 option, I suppose, for high end stuff. But you've mm. got things like Lightroom for correcting angles and stuff like that. But does large format sort of photography still come into it for you, John? Or are you able now to still sort of do everything on DSLR or mirrorless or depending on your personal choice?
2: Well, I shoot mirrorless now. Um, I started mm. off um, many years ago on, on, on film and we use large mm. format matches. But it's a whole different ball game now. Yeah. Um, to be fair, I mean, my Sony, I think, gives me, I think, 40 megapixel pictures, mm. which are enormous, you know. Yeah. Um, Some of the top, top, top guys do use a large digital back in these um, technical cameras. Yeah. You know, they are exorbitant. I find with uh, tilt shift lenses for the sort of quality where I'm pitching myself, a DSLR is is, is perfect.
0: Yeah. 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 And of course, you've got the, you've, You've got the advantage of things like Lightroom and Photoshop, where you can create angles, converging angles, and that type of thing. to a huge degree. You know, uh, well, the yeah. tilt
1: shift will come into that as well. That's though, right? It's it's right, exactly. Yeah.
0: That. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Tilt shifts. Oh, sorry, the, yeah. it, no, sorry, go on, yeah. yeah, oh, sorry. You can say about tilt shift, yeah. John. Yeah, tilt shifts change
2: change the way I work. You know, mm. I've got a 24, a a, a 17 mil tilt shift. I'm looking at getting a, a, a 50 as well for mm-hmm. architecture it's, it's, it's essential it yeah. just keeps those verticals vertical without having to lose all that space you might have to do mm-hmm. in lightroom if you started to try and you know use lightroom to, to, to fix it.
1: But it's extra, it's extra post, isn't it? Which is not something, sub- I yeah. mean, it's one of the main reasons why I was using 5.4 when I was doing it, it wasn't mm. really, I mean, I obviously love the 5.4 neg, but it was yeah. actually to keep those
0: lines straight yeah. with the yeah. with the bellows and obviously the tilt yeah. shift does the same mm. job. But talking about tilt shift there, I just want to go back to it a little bit. Okay, so John, for, you, for, for people that don't know how a tilt shift lens works and, and the uses and when you should be using it, um, as far as, standard kit if you wanted to do architectural photography what would be like a, a good kit a good starter kit for somebody to have and would that starter kit also include as a real basic a tilt shift lens
2: depends on what you want to do you know for mm. you know most people who go into architectural photography start off with real estate photography and all they care about in real estate is make the room look big so you're looking at like a 12 to a 16 mil normal wide angle lens or probably do you do you fine um, as you start to go into more upmarket up stuff, really we want we don't want to go so wide anymore. We're looking at the 24 to 50 mil range. Which, thinking about mm. using a, a 50 mil 50 mil lens in a in you know, like a bedroom, you don't get much of much of the room. So you know, we use a 50 mil tilt shift. We'll then get those vertical straight. But it's more about getting little what I call vignettes for architectural photography. It's, you know, mm. little little pictures that just tell tell the story. You know, rather mm. than going big and wide the whole time. Because some some distortion in that in that so if you want to start off with um real estate yes by all means go for like a 12 to 24 type type zoom lens um and even just like a crop center camera will do for for, for real estate
0: mm. s- so what about what about somebody who's just who's a hobbyist wants to go out and just just do general architectural you yeah. know, exteriors
2: you can use a wider lens rather mm. than a you know, tilt shift's going to cost you a few thousand pounds you know mm.
0: Yeah, what do they start from? What, what, what does your, your tilt shift lens um, start from?
2: A cheap one to play around with hmm. um, will cost you about £700. Right, okay. Um, a decent one's about two, two and a half. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So it's not something really, unless you know you really want to do it, unless you can, you know, want to, and there's also a big learning curve for tilt shift as well. You know? Of course, it's, yeah. It's a, it's a fully manual lens for once. So there's no autofocus or anything like that. Yeah. So it slows mm. the whole process down so much, which I, I, I personally love. Um, yes
0: uh, yeah i think i mean one uh, of the
1: because uh, when i again when i was using the 54, one of the tricks i had to do is i'd, I'd have a magnifying loop on the back plate yeah <laughs> and so when you're focusing you, yeah. you can actually see like the, yeah. the spine of the book in the library or whatever yeah. it is is that something that you do on the, on the screen or
2: yes i every photograph i take is tethered so right. I, yeah you know, i'm either tethered, tethered either to my to my macbook or to my um ipad
0: mm. um
2: so again it just slows everything down you know yeah. and you're looking at that big screen because you've got to take take a picture zoom into 100 make sure everything's in focus yeah you know it's yeah. not just a matter of running gun it, it'll take me one to two hours to take a single mm-hmm. photograph
0: yeah and, and time the, you sorry and is it and no, is carry it, on because well, i remember this yeah. it's all coming flooding back now <laughs> when i was doing
1: my five four it's like but because you because they're like you only have two shots on a five four and they're like but you've only taken two shots yeah but it takes me about two hours to yeah. take those two <laughs> shots yeah
0: <laughs> that running gun sort of trend is very much in now i think a lot of photographers are getting into uh, into photography and I, and I think filming has had an effect on that the way films and you know documentaries are made it's all much about but it's, it's everything is about being done just literally on the move yeah. and, and and images are turned around straight away it's like shoot gone you know yeah. and, and you're done and i think that that thing of slowing down is is for a lot of fields is, is is sort of diminished isn't it a, a, a lot where we don't yeah. take time to take pictures and take your time and we say that to a lot of people all the time is just slow down just don't rush yeah. what you're doing mm. and get it and get it right when you know in you know in camera stage so yeah. but what else is in that kit what else is in that standard kit um artificial lighting mm-hmm.
2: I, I recommend other other speed lights or strobes um yes. i use up to 12 lights you know you know if i if i have the opportunity to in a in a shoot yeah you know if i'm able to try and close off the entire area i would have 12 lights going there mm. Um, a lot of the time you can do it in photoshop with layers yeah. you know so you're just going to have 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 one one stroke that you just just rerun in layers but i think light is essential yeah um because especially in the british weather you can't always have those yeah. lovely what you saying um... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I apologise for that. <laughs> sorry, oh, what was that? <laughs> sorry, my phone rang. Don't so, yeah. oh, worry about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, you were saying about light. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So lighting is essential, especially if you're trying to get to um, architects and estate agents, uh, um, interior designers. Mm. colors are very important. Yeah. Mm. And often with the natural light coming from the windows, and then the lighting that's been put in by the architect, and that mm. the colors can get quite muddy and 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 wrong. Mm. So artificial light then really just gets those colors correct because you know it's going to be at a certain Kelvin. I mean, you can yeah. set, set, set your camera for that so that everything is, is is the right color. You know, we I work with a color checker card as well just to make sure that the colors are, are, are 100%, 100% correct. That's, yeah. that's so important yeah. as well. Um, obviously another equipment is a good tripod. Yeah, that was going to yeah. be
0: my next thing. Yeah. You, what, what, yeah, I mean, I can't emphasize how important a, a good quality tripod is. A, a, a high quality, sturdy tripod actually is.
2: Exactly that. um Yeah, it's it's one of those things that you think it's, it's three sticks. You know, why am I going to spend mm. five, six, seven hundred pounds on this oh, tripod? God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you want a very, very heavy tripod that that's not going to move, mm. especially if you're layering in Photoshop because mm. every picture has to be the same. Um, and even just walking past the camera on a on a, on a carpet could cause it to move.
0: Mm. So the heavier
2: the tripod, the better. And then obviously, then you need a geared head, yeah. you know, a geared tripod head. Again, they're not cheap. You can get them yeah. up. They can start off from hundred pounds for a cheapish one, but the one that you want to use, the Arca Swiss one, is thousands again. Mm. And <laughs> everything seems to have an extra zero just for the heck of, just for the heck of it. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing
1: with the uh, the the, old, the way that technology's moved on. Uh, but you still need the same kit. So, again, going back to the 5.4 days, again, you needed that sturdy tripod, not yeah. because you were going to be layering stuff on Photoshop, mm, but because no. you knew you'd be doing a 30-second exposure or, yeah. or something like that, um, because obviously 5.4 lenses were not that big. So yeah. and, and, again, you had to have the sturdy tripod because you didn't want things moving yeah, at all. Exactly. Everything had to be almost, <laughs> like, nailed to the floor <laughs> for it to work. <laughs> Very so much so. It's amazing, really. For different reasons, you still need the same basic stuff, You do, yeah. Which I find Mm. fascinating.
2: (laughs) Nothing's really changed that much. You know, obviously, going digital has changed things a lot because it Mm. allows you to actually... I know this sounds crazy, but now I'm able to photograph a big room in two hours rather than the six hours it was taking me because Mm. I can use one light, you know, move around. I can... I can look, you know, I can take my iPad to the far side of the room to adjust a glass or adjust a, 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 a napkin. I don't have to go back and forth taking pictures and tech shops mm, and mm. Polaroids anymore.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Because yeah. I remember every time I used to shoot a pol- Polaroid, I remember because there's been years before I set up on my own. It was used to be a cost to uh, firing yes. off a Polaroid. I remember my pocket yeah. was really tight on the Polaroids. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Because they used to be expensive. I, don't ask me how they much. I just, yeah. Knew, yeah. Expensive. I just knew that they were blooming expensive, you know, the five yeah. ones. just like, and know. And he always used to be so tight with them, he really did, <laughs> and uh, but at the point I was never paying for him, so yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, that that's how much it's moved on, and I guess now we, we 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 now move another step further because you've got apps now that could be utilized, um, you know, it, it, and they will be utilized that much more, won't they? There's going to be new things that are going to be coming out that are going to help that type of photography that's got to be really precise because that's just the way technology is actually moving on
2: yes it's moving on at a phenomenal rate yeah there's so many more things coming in every week that you have to try 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 and learn or not Mm, that's Mm. right
0: what about the difference from going from dslr to because obviously you've gone through the film days you've gone through the medium large format you've gone to dslr and everything but what about the what about the jump to mirrorless has that made a difference directly to that to what you're doing and did you go to mirrorless because there was an advantage of mirrorless for, for what you do Uh, not so
2: much an hmm. advantage i like i like mirrorless i like i like the smaller form factors of the cameras because everything is so is so heavy just having a little bit of lightness somewhere helps
0: yeah. um, the older you get the lighter you want the equipment exactly to be. <laughs> that is true it's true yeah. Yeah, And the time came
2: to upgrade my DSLR because so it mm-hmm. sort of reached the end of its life. Yeah. And I, I was looking into where I thought technology was going, and I thought mirrorless was the way technology was going. Mm. So that's why I just thought now's the time to just jump on board with that. Mm. Yeah. And that's, really, yeah, there's no actual, as, as far as I could see, any r- real difference in ease because obviously mm. everything is shot with me on, on a laptop. Mm. So, mm. yeah.
1: Of course, you're not even using the, uh, the, the, E- evfi is no so, not at um, all no yeah.
0: so which what, what mirrorless did you uh, are you using then what's what's again what's your choice of camera
2: i'm sony i've got the sony s7 r3 right okay yeah um, which i love mm.
0: yeah yeah uh, we, we've talked about this endlessly haven't we um, uh <laughs> on the podcast about one the mirrorless dslr thing and we've chatted endlessly about sony um uh, about the sony range of cameras and yeah. um, we've gone backwards and forwards with our opinions because we keep we keep finding new things and actually i fact, think it depends on what you use them for though cam it does yeah. however i would have. very mean, I, had, I had an email sorry mark go on, i was just go. about to say
1: if i was in john's position mm-hmm. i think i would have moved to mirrorless by now as well um it, my, my issue with mirrorless is the whole um, electronic uh, infrared beam for the flash. When you're shooting weddings in dark locations, they don't have that like the DSLRs have, which yeah. actually then slows down your focusing. Which is why I haven't gone on to mirrorless. Um, that's the only reason, <laughs> but it's a pretty big reason if you're in a church and you yeah you know, yes. or, or whatever.
0: I mean, you know, we, we you know, everyone's going to have to go mirrorless at some point. But it's really yeah. so I had, to, I had a photographer's colleague, another colleague of mine, who actually messaged me this morning i just find that email who's gone from um, he's just gone to the nikon range i think he's bought z6 mark ii and he's loved it but he sent me uh, he sent me an email this morning saying it says um i thought i'd share with you an annoyance i found with the camera not so much with the camera but with third-party radio trigger triggers he says i had a family shoot yesterday and did a test before and with my interfer s1 strobes using the dedicated nikon controller said it wouldn't fire at all in either ttl or manual mode i then tried the pocket wizard setup with the flex tt5 controller said with the same outcome um and it says on the interfit website it says they are working on a firmware release for all the latest cameras now it works with sony but not with nikon now Hmm. it's saying that the z6 is fantastic but he took one of my bits of advice before buying it because we had been talking about it before and i was saying just don't get rid of your dslr because yeah. there are certain there are certain situations where a mirrorless won't do what a dslr does yeah. and so if and, and and so if anyone's thinking of trading all their gear in their dslr for mirrorless don't do it okay trade trade stuff in but keep one dslr for that that thing, so John, that my question to you is Did you trade in all of your DSLR or have you still got DSLR? I've gone fully
2: mirrorless, I've tried in everything, no. yeah. Right. Okay, so that's completely right. contradicting <laughs> what you just said there, Cam. okay. So we're gonna cut
0: all of that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: no? But we're the, keeping that yeah. in, yeah.
0: <laughs> but, the good um, thing, but the good thing is, is we're all doing things differently, and, and 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 people don't know quite know what to do, and then they figure that figure out they've got various issues with different things and whatever, yeah. So it's quite interesting hearing that. No, you did jump in. Sort of completely, sort of went completely mirrorless with that. So, do you think that um, for somebody coming now into architecture photography, do you think that there's a like you've like you've really specialised in, in that field? Um, for somebody who say maybe at college, maybe going on to uni or something, um, what, what, what's you know who's good to look at? What what should they be doing to start off to really get into that? To get into what, what are the first sort of uh, basics? What are the basics they should be aware of when shooting architecture?
2: The biggest thing is the verticals. Um, make sure your verticals are, are, are straight. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's the biggest sign of, a, of an amateur is when the buildings are leaning in and out. Um, and then lighting, you know, um, views outside of windows are always important, um, especially if you're doing obviously interiors. Mm-hmm. So the only way to bring that up p- correctly and, and, and well is to use um, artificial lighting. Um, and then look try and tell the story of the room you know what i find when i go into a into a architect or into a place or a hotel i like to spend 20 minutes walking around you know trying to get to see where the sun's going to be at certain times of day and again there's there's apps for that um so you can see where the shadows will be and and what the room might 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 be like in five six seven hours from now it's almost Um, like the
1: personality of the room isn't it
2: exactly that every room tells a story you know mm. now would that room be better with you know a interior twilight shot would be better with a, with a full midday sun coming through the room would be better with or our people you know you've got to try and see what what this room's saying saying to you mm. um, a lot of architectural photographers will go and do site visits you know one or two weeks before the actual shoots um, i prefer not to i like to just walk into a room and say right what's this room saying to me it sounds very horse for type stuff, but I find it's very, very, well, for me, you can really just, you know, that decides your, your, your picture.
0: But there's spontaneity again, it, there, isn't there? You, yeah. t- you can be more spontaneous there. Sorry, Mark.
2: Yeah,
1: But it, I was just about to say, I mean, it's no different to, uh, like, when I do a family shoot, I speak to them beforehand. I, I try and find out what their personalities are, and especially with kids and things like that. So it's just doing that little bit of prep but yeah. then like you said john if you, if you i i'm i agree if you go too much into the prep it almost stagnates your shoot yeah um so again different kind of um uh, what's the word different area of photography
0: i want to jump into it's the it, same steps. a good point because i find that you know with the commercial work that we're doing i found recently that we've had people saying more and more people have said that they need um, not just equipment being pat tested and all of that is equipment pat tested but we're having to do and this is to do with drones but it's coming into photography video now about doing things like risk assessments and, and all of that and, oh yes and you have to start mm. planning for that now as well and if you've got the adequate insurance in place you know that it's being asked for more and more now and and that's all part of prep and i found myself i'm having to prepare for jobs that much more now and yet i do like the spontaneity of of just doing a job of, as as you've said john and i would do it the same as you now, when i want to come on there today for weddings now there's a sales thing here involved a lot of photographers they do pre-wedding shoots now let's be a bit cynical here you do a pre-wedding shoot because hopefully you want to sell something from it okay and you're going to make some money from it okay let's not mess around here okay that's photographers don't want to go out for an hour to shoot do a pre-wedding shoot for a couple and do it for free and not get anything out of it yeah okay but then there's couples but then there's photographers that say well we do it because you get to know the bride and groom you get we you get to know the photographer you get to know this and with the weddings it that we sell do, a
1: package then, right?
0: doesn't it? I mean, that's yeah, it, it does. But, we, <laughs> but I actually go against that grain completely. I say to couples, no, keep your wedding photography spontaneous. Come back in a year. Go to, you know, like Mark, I'd say go to Mark, go and have some really good portraits done a year after your wedding on an anniversary. But don't have a pre-wedding shoot done because you want to keep your wedding photos as spontaneous as possible now i know uh, I, I know wedding photographers or photographers that would do lots of pre shoots say no you're completely wrong that's which is fine because yeah. you know th- th- they do see a value in it but from my point of view um part of it is because it's because i don't have the time to do them either I, um it's good for the wedding books though it is good for the wedding just books. just gonna throw right, that right, one yeah. out, i'm being really but cynical but here now yeah okay? i first, think you are <laughs> but let's just be honest but no but we but what it comes down to is we all see things differently and some people use those pre-shoots as prep i don't like to because i do want to work with the bride and groom for the first time on their wedding day because I you, you want to go with it don't you in that in that moment rather than going through well we did this you appreciate we're going to do the same again type of thing I don't know I mean I have different.
1: a bit of a counter argument to that but then it gets as it becomes like wedding photography and yeah, that's no, not no, what we're, we're here to no, talk about today no, <laughs> no no no
0: but I guess it's to do with prep because also you John, you were saying you like to go into a room and then you like to get a feel for the room, get a bit of history of the room, and that's all down to just slowing down, taking your time, yeah. rather than that run and gun approach where you just go in, bang, bang, bang. Right, I've done. You know, yeah. they put me at ten. I was out by ten twenty. <laughs> right? You know,
2: yeah. but don't get me wrong. There's a lot. There's a lot of prep that goes into a shoot. You know, mm. because mm. The, the, the because I'm so specialised, what I do is I sit down for possibly even half a day to a day with the with with the marketers of the hotel saying mm. right what photographs do we want Or mm, are yeah. they you know is that you know what are your campaigns do you want this photograph for a specific email that's that's, mm. that's going out so every shot is planned mm. you know we mm. know exactly you know we want to photograph this food um we want these portraits these environmental portraits i want they want pictures of this you know within a half mile radius of the hotel so that's mm. all intimately plan exactly what they said they know what they're getting mm. um, but when it comes to the actual taking that photograph of that room I like to walk in there and be surprised and, mm. yeah so, so it's a, 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 bit, a bit of both
1: really have a brief basically yeah yeah, that's right. yeah.
2: yeah.
0: quite a
1: detailed
2: yeah. brief yeah. 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 yeah
0: yeah good stuff that, no it's really interesting I just wanted to use that as a, a, a bit of an introduction for people that you know a, you know want to um, perhaps who are interested in arch- architectural photography, but not just about architectural photography, but also that thing about specialising in one particular field as well. You know, in that you can do it and you can do very well out of it. So, um, mm. John, thanks for that. Now, I want to change. I want to change approach because, John, we obviously met uh, um, last week. Okay, we yeah. went out. We went out for a drink. Um, you know, because um, we we're, we're both here in Bedford. And at the end of the meeting, you gave me your business card. Uh, yes. You handed me your business card. I'm intrigued to right? know what
1: this is about. And actually. I
0: took the business card from you and I was about to put it away. You said, No, no, you can't take that. Okay. <laughs> and I wanted to take it because it looked really cool. You know, people hand business cards over, but it was, yeah. uh, but it looked really cool. It was all black. And I hadn't seen this before, but um, Mark, you don't know about this, but it was a card that um, you scan the QR code. I have You seen scan those. a code on your phone. And I think I can't believe was done by, we'll say in a minute. And what it does is it, it, it then brings up on your phone all of uh, like up on my phone all of John's details his LinkedIn profile, Facebook, social media, all that. Mm. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I thought, I've got to get one of these as well. It's so so good. But what I did find was obviously didn't get something <laughs> right in that I didn't I couldn't find you afterwards. I couldn't find your yeah. details on didn't that.
1: save the details because I
0: wanted yeah. to show it to Robert the next day. And mm. I thought oh I can't find it. Where is it? So I obviously didn't save it or something. Yeah. Now, I thought it was fantastic, and I want to look at that and we'll talk about that a little bit. But it's, it's, it's that thing about the business card. And I, I, I do still get people that will say to me, Oh, can I have your business card? You must give me your business card before you leave, and that type of thing. And I've got to be honest, we don't, I don't actually have a business card. I normally just say, Okay, well, I'll put my number in, in your phone or do that. And it's embarrassing sometimes to say, Actually, I don't have a card on me. And I don't quite know even what people do with business cards now. Do they actually really keep them? I used to have a load in my wallet. Now my phone case is also in my wallet as well. And I don't think I've got any business cards in there at all. All the contacts are in my phone. Mm. And so how important is it still to carry a physical business card? How many people, how many photographers out there are actually doing that and still printing off, you know, batches of 500 or 1,000 business cards? And, and how many of you are actively handing them out? Um are they still valid or is john the way that you've this this this, scanning this code that's the what got to be the way to go hasn't it
2: i think so yes i mean first of all it's the environment you know i know i don't Mm -hmm. like all the paper you know i've got pretty much a paperless office at home you know um and i love i love uh, technology and these cards the they're sort of moving on now to almost like the credit card type thing where you can tap your card on someone's phone and the details are, are, are in there yeah. you know so i think it's a great way of giving away your all, all, all of your details you know very very easily mm. as long as and no one takes them
0: and it looks really slick yes cam but it looks really slick i just thought it just looked
2: so cool yeah i mean mm. paper you know you, there's papers most a lot, a lot of business cards are not great are they and they feel rubbish and underhand whereas this thing's textured it's 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 plastic mm. and it's lasted me i've had it for about three or four years now i think mm. yeah you know just yeah, the one card yeah, yeah that's right yeah, yeah.
0: well look, i suppose you're carrying your portfolio around with you aren't you really
2: exactly and it's got everything on there you know people can
0: yeah. uh,
2: from the app that comes up they can just click on one of the links and go straight to my mm. instagram page mm.
0: can you monitor when people are, how many people have looked in it are there any are there any stats that go with it at all or not does that not really come into it
2: I've with you, I don't know. I haven't looked at that. No. I've just literally used it for the QR code on the back there. People can can scan it in. I've not looked at any of that.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And that was... Um, it I probably was, should. Who was it done for? Was it Snappy or something? I can't remember. Instagram. Is it Instagram or...? Uh, Instagram have yeah, found- done something
1: similar. Because I've got my business cards on mm. the back of mine. I've got the Instagram scan. Right, So okay. in, the, in the app of Instagram, right. yeah. you can scan this thing. Right. And it takes them to my Instagram page. Yeah. Uh, but it's still old school card, I have to yeah. say. Yeah. It's not
0: a... So, so was it was it through Instagram, John? That you was that
2: an was advert it? that popped up one day? That's all I can remember. I can't remember who did it. Um, I'm sure I could possibly find out. If you put it in right. the okay.
0: notes or something. It, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I've, see, I've right seen I've right seen these there. cards around. Yeah. There's
1: quite a few of them yeah. around. But definitely yeah.
0: worth looking at. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm going to do that because. You know, we're on a shoot sometimes. So, have you got business cards? No. And we had some old ones. And I said to Robert, I said, we were on a shoot last week. I said, you haven't got an old card on you. And he looked through his bag. And as it happened, he did have one, but it was really old and didn't do us any favors. So, uh... I
1: mean, the only downside, I guess, of it, is the fact that you actually then lost the details count.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Whereas if you had a yeah.
1: card and you put it yeah. in your wallet.
0: Yeah. Now, now the thing is that was possibly my fault and well, yeah, when I no it no probably when I, was <laughs> when I did it. But if I was with somebody, I'd but. make sure they saved it or something on yeah, their phone. Yeah, yeah. So maybe John, that's something that yeah. cause obviously I did something wrong. I thought it had just saved and I needed to do something. But yeah. You just do it in a hurry, didn't you? And yeah, you know. And um, I had had a beer at that point. Anyway.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that's it. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> but I guess now I, I, things like brochures have gone now, haven't they? I remember when we used to have brochures that we used to send out to companies, uh, that type of thing. Th- those things, I don't know. Is, is this still a case for a, for, for a company brochure? Do Do people still want to see a brochure sent out? I, I honestly don't know. Do, do you do anything like that at all, John? Um,
2: I tend to have... Uh, clients that i that I target that I want to work with and I'll go and design and print out a brochure like you know what they call a leave behind it. Yeah. And I'll send it yeah. across to them there. But to be honest with you more and more stuff going digital now. Yeah. I've got like a brochure on my phone and iPad that I can airdrop for somebody nearby. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that that is how yeah. I tend to work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's interesting how that how Every, you know, again, everything just evolves, doesn't it? Doesn't it? And and print now is becoming completely obsolete. You know, yeah. I still I have this business. Oh, completely. I, not complete, no, not completely. No. No. Not completely, as exactly. soon as that we, is a
1: major part of my... Uh, I know, business, exactly. You know, You're pr- Prince is still alive and well, dude, <laughs> so, you can still yeah, put yeah. things on your wall.
0: <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about advertising, literature. That's, let's talk, let's <laughs> say literature, yeah. shall we, right? Say so literature. Now, um, that's completely thrown me now. Um, <laughs> right, so let's move on. Okay, let's move on. Now, us out. We've not done Shutter Shout for a while, so... Ah, uh, we uh, have
1: not, <laughs> no. How much do you know about Shutter Shout, John?
0: Yeah. I was
2: briefed the night by Cam, yes. Well, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so okay.
0: Then we haven't done this for a while, and we haven't.
1: Piece. No, we no. we dropped the ball on shutter shout.
0: I tell you but. why we dropped the ball is because we kept forgetting, Mark. Every time Well, we, <laughs> yeah, it's <that's laughs> technically dropping the ball, though, right? Let's not say we've been so busy doing other <laughs> stuff and whatever, right? We forgot every time we yeah. had, we, had, we had photographers come in, John, and then afterwards you think, oh crikey, we didn't do shutter <laughs> shout <laughs> again.
1: So you should feel honoured that I we've actually remembered right, for yeah. you, John.
0: So, so John, what we're going to do is I've got a Nikon D seven hundred and fifty here. And I've got a
1: Canon 5D Mark III. But the thing is, you need to choose, John, who you want to play against. Is it going to be me or Cam?
2: Oh, interesting.
1: And don't worry, none of us are Let's go for you, Mark. Ah, OK, so you're (laughs) playing against me.
2: The winning photographer, (laughs) yes. Damn it. The portrait guy. The portrait guy,
1: yeah, who just keeps his shutter on 160th, (laughs) and that's that, you know.
2: Right, first the 160, yeah? Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, Cam's going to be doing the shooting. Ah, So basically, no, for those of you that are out there, yeah.
0: Here. So, those of you that are listening, okay, that um, have uh, not come across and uh, not heard this before, Boviski, all I'm going to do is I'm going to fire off my camera at different shutter speeds. We're going to have three rounds of this, okay? So, Mark, V, John, and uh, they have to guess the shutter speed that I've got it set on, okay? And uh, it's uh, the best of three. So, those of you that are listening, you can also play along to this. Because I know there's a handful of you that love this game and have been asking us why, why has shut shout seemed to why does it seem to have disappeared? Because we're okay, rubbish. That's so here answer. we go. Because <laughs> we, cause we Cause forgot about rubbish. it. Okay. Okay. So here's the first one. You may need okay. a
1: pad and paper, John. Oh, a, a pen and paper, just in case.
0: Okay. okay. Now I'm just going to click. <laughs> Keep it. I'm just going yeah. to click it once. Okay. This is just to make sure that you guys can hear it properly. I'm going to stick it to the manual. Did you hear that? Yeah, okay. yeah, I heard. Right. Now, now we're going for real, okay? All right. Go for real, Pressure's okay. on. Here we go. Okay, so after three. One, two, did do it one more time. Hey, Mark, I need your answer. I need it now.
1: I think, oh, I was going to say one. I've changed my mind, so this is probably going to be... I'm going to go 15th of a second. So. 15th of a Whoa. second,
0: okay. And John? I'm going to go 20th. Yeah, okay. 20th ah, so of a second. Okay, so I'm going to play it, so it one more time. <laughs> right. uh, and this is it's a quarter of a this... second. Okay. okay, so Mark, you're the nearest. Okay, yeah. so we're going to give you that. Okay. Yes. Right. Okay. okay, next one, okay? Here we go. You ready? Yeah. Do it again. Ooh. Okay. Right. So, John, what do you think? You're gonna go first. I'll do it one more time. What the is riveting, Ray. Re- riveting yeah. listening. Let's yeah. go a
2: hundredth.
0: Hundredth, okay. okay. And Mark. Enough. Well, I'm going 160th. Okay, John, you were the nearest. You were 120. It's 125th. You were nearly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we go. Okay, so last this, this round. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, so John, you're sitting here listening and guessing the sound of the shutter speed. Okay, how crazy is that? Okay, so here we go. Okay. I, so. did, I keep
1: put my ear to my microphone. <laughs>
0: Okay, right, here we go. Okay, last one. I'm going to go again. And that is your lot. So, Mark, what do you reckon?
1: I reckon it's half a second.
0: Okay, John? I'm
2: going to go for a second. Gonna go
0: for a second. (laughs) I was thinking about
1: that
0: too. (laughs) Oh god, John, it pains me to say this. Mark, what? Not only was Mark the winner, okay, but he got it bang on. (laughs) Champions! John, I haven't won one. Congratulations. Sorry. (laughs) This is what pains me because he's never won. John, Mark's never won.
2: Oh dear, I feel even even more rubbish now.
0: Are you wishing you wish you played against Cam, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. All right, okay, so all just for a bit of fun. Uh, John, thank you very much for coming on. That uh, was uh, really you. good. We're going to get you to come on again at some point. We're going to try and maybe get three or four people on and do a round of uh, a, a big round of shutter shout at some point. If we were practicing, yes, I'll start practicing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Um, guys thank you very much for listening and um, we're going to put out john's links um on the uh, on the post schedule so if anyone wants to get in touch with john for architectural photography whether you need any architectural photography doing whether you'd like some advice then i'm sure john would be more than happy but we're going to put all these links out in the meantime guys please keep listening to the show like subscribe all the other stuff that people normally say that i can't remember um, when they finish off their podcast show. Um, <laughs> In other words, when we do it. it for you, Cam, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We'll do it next time. All right, John. Thank you, Mark. Guys, we'll see you next time. Thanks Bye. so much, guys.
2: Bye.